What's up, everybody? It's another episode of the Compilative Podcast. I'm your host, Peter Whedon. I thought it was time for me to share my thoughts, like so many others, on what I would like to see at WWDC 21 this year. So why don't we just dive straight in? So I'm not really going to talk about hardware too much, because I feel over the past year we've got so much new hardware that's been just so phenomenally good, especially when you're talking about Macs and the M1 chip, and now it's in the iPad Pros, that... It's kept me very happy. Of course, we're going to see M2s or whatever they're going to call them at some point. And they're going to be, as Apple will always tell you, the fastest, most bestest Macs they've ever made. Fantastic. I don't have any problems with the current ones. So anything that's better than that, it's just a win-win. Now that said, I do want to talk about iPad OS and Mac OS. I think I would like to see a continued convergence. I know Apple has said before, look, we don't plan to bring the two OSs together into one, but I still feel like we're heading down that path in a sense, right? You know, it was clear with the current iPad OS that we got a lot of things that are opening the paths to talking about a Mac-like OS on iPad as opposed to an iOS-like OS on iPad, right? Now, for me, I'm using the Apple Smart Keyboard, which means I've got a touchpad, and I am now so comfortable with the touchpad on iPad that I just, that's just the way I use it. But the problem is I use the touchpad nearly all the time on my Macs, and there are some gestures that are missing, right? And some little things. So I would like to see iPad OS have the same full set of gestures out the box that a Mac does, because then for me, the path between the two would be seamless as far as using the hardware. I'm thinking of things like selection and that kind of stuff. With the smart keyboard cover, there are still sometimes I have to click down, you know, that, that kind of pseudo click down on the touchpad and then use my sort of move my, try and move my fingers around. I'm left-handed. Um, to to try and do some of the gestures. I don't really want to be doing that. On my Mac, I have it set so that I don't have to click down. I would love to see, you know, a similar kind of setup on iPad. So I'd love to see the full set of gestures from Mac OS. I also think that eventually, you know, we will see now that the chips are there, surely we must see almost like a tablet mode and a Mac mode or some hybrid thereof. I think Apple can do a kind of a hybrid version really well, right? And maybe that's the path to then bringing it to the Mac as well. I think that, you know, Apple's doing a good job at turning the iPad into something more than a tablet. And I think the Mac needs to become a little bit tablet-like in some ways. Um, because with Apple, right, the thing is, it's the user experience. So it always needs to be very similar on all the platforms so that a user will buy into the platforms, right? If I've got an iPad, if I've got an iPhone, and I got a Mac, if they all sort of work the same, I learn one, I learn them all, and you're probably going to keep me in that, that hardware loop for many, many years, right? There are still a lot of people using Macs, let's be honest, right? And, you know, when you look at the prices too, like the iPad Air, it actually makes more sense still to say you should get an iPad, uh, sorry, uh, not an iPad Air, a MacBook Air. You should get a MacBook Air because it's still better value for money than the iPad, 
but you know, really depends what you're going to use them for. Anyway, that's all I want to talk about on the hardware side. Let's talk about Xcode. So I've been very happy with Xcode 12. I am not some super ninja power user. To me, Xcode is a tool that helps me get done the tasks that I need to get done for my work. And that means I don't need to use everything in Xcode. Invariably, I'm probably not even using a big percentage of the tools in Xcode. So, you know, for me, it's been working great for the tools that I need to get my work done. I get it that other people are having problems, but I do think that sometimes it's almost kind of that thing of going to look for problems, right? You know, who cares if feature X has some issues if you never use it? You know, I'm talking about, you know, you as a, as a developer, right? For example, okay, this year I've been using the testing tools in Xcode a lot more. It's not the most seamlessly wonderful experience in the world, but it does fine and I can live with it, okay? So, you know, I'm not really going to com complain too much about things that, oh, you should change this because for me, it just, it's working pretty good. Interestingly, one feature that they announced last time that I really thought was going to change some of the ways I used it was being able to open as many editors, editors as I wanted in, so, in as many places. Ironically, I'm not even using it. I've got my standard editor, my assistant editor, and I'm happy. And this has surprised me because I really thought I'd be opening up some more editors and doing that, but I've come to learn the just having one or two code windows open, that's all I need to really focus on what I'm working with. The more windows I have open or the more editors I have open, the more distracted I become and, and I, I don't feel like I'm being as productive. So that was a really interesting learning curve for me. Your experience may vary. So quite often the, the takeaway here for me is when they add features, it's not necessarily because me, I need them right? Maybe you do, but I don't. So that's really kind of how I've been looking at this is what helps me, right? Um, so, you know, in general, Xcode's been good. I'll be honest, it really hasn't crashed on me. I actually had a really good experience with all the betas last year as well. Now, you know, again, your experience may vary and, you know, betas are what they are, right? If you don't have a problem with it, great. If you have a problem, well, then just report it, right? That's the whole point of it. But as far as the release versions, you know, I've not been having too many issues. Because of the independence of Swift releases, it means my Swift versioning is always up to date or, or as up to date as I need it to be or want it to be for my projects. So I'm happy with that. If there was one thing I think I would like, and I'm not even sure how much I want this, you know, it's not like a must have. When I'm using a tool like some of the JetBrains tools, and I can see like there's my NPM tasks in there, things like that. It would be great if Xcode had kind of a better or had a integration with something like Fastlane, where I could, if I'm building a Fastlane channel or something like that, I could just access it right there in Xcode and just run it or something along those lines, right? Maybe I'm editing that script in Xcode and I would just want to run it right there. Uh, that's something that I've been thinking about recently. You know, uh, I think automation maybe might want to see some more of that. I've played around with the Xcode server bot, I believe it's called. And that was, that's interesting. But I think, 
I think there's a ways that Apple can go to make automation better. You know, and on that side, please, Apple, if there's one thing I want, which is not in Xcode, if you could give me, as like other people have asked, shortcuts from iPad and iOS on a Mac, that would be phenomenal. I have nothing against Apple Script. I have nothing against Automator. But shortcuts on iPads and that is just so wonderful that I really feel there's a missed opportunity not having them on Mac. I would actually prefer to build my shortcuts on a Mac and then transfer, sync them over to my iPad because I find it kind of a bit annoying still to to use an iPad for something like that to generate those, right? I, I And it's me, I'm old school. So I would love to continue to use a Mac like I do to build those things and then sync them over to an iPad and also be able to run them on a Mac as well. Again, if my experience can be the same as close as possible on all of the Apple platforms, the, the more likely I am to become or, or continue to be a diehard user of those platforms, right? You know, I'll be honest, I was using Windows a lot more over the last year, not because there was anything wrong with my Mac, but just because it's there, right? Um, and I, I have it and I've got some tools on there and I would quickly do something on a Windows machine as opposed to doing it on my iPad because it just felt better to be sitting in front of a quote-unquote desktop OS, okay? So that's something else I'd like to see. You know, I, talking about Fastlane, like I say, I'd love to see some, some Apple work with some of those third-party tools and have better integration in Xcode. I think one way they could do that is to open up the extensions a bit more Right, I feel like the extensions in Xcode was a was something that was it's that carrot that was dangled in front of us, but the uses for it and the things we've seen on it have been very limited. And you know, just how many plugins do you need to reindent your code or something like that? Right, you know, I feel bad for the developers because it's one of those where it's like it's like tip calculators. Well, how many tip calculators do you need? Everybody does it because it's you can you know. That, that's what it is. So I'd like to see the extensions opened up a bit more. Maybe you can Apple can sandbox them in some way or something like that. I think there's a really good market there. I mean, hey, come on, Apple, right? You know, you want your 30%. You always want your 30% of everything. So why not open it up, let people make amazing extensions, put them in the store, charge for them, and hey, you even get to make some money out of it as well. So, you know, something like that. Um, I'll give you an example of a silly thing. Well, it's silly until you really need it, right? And I don't like to see apps get Sherlocked, but Sim Genie is a great app for being able to just quickly dive into a user's documents folder or package folder, whatever, on, an, on the iOS simulator or a device. But yet there isn't anything that I found in Xcode to enable me to do that. So I got to use the third-party software. Kudos to the third-party software companies, and they they work great, and they they should you know they deserve their money for them. But it seems like that's an easy win, right? That's low-hanging fruit for Apple. Give us a way to dive in, rummage around inside our apps sandbox using Xcode, so that if, for example, I'm finding a bug, I can go look at my JSON file that stores my data, and 
see it on the device and see what's actually going on. Seems again like something that's kind of a given. So anyway, that's another thought. I guess that's about it really. The only other thing I would say, which I've mentioned before is, I really think that Apple should consider one year of features, the following year is a bug fix, you know, massive bug fix hunt, and then repeat that cycle. I get that it's not good for PR or marketing to not have massive new features that the world will talk about. The world as news and media is not going to go crazy over a bunch of bug fixes, but developers are, and this is a developer conference. And I think that there's been far too much marketing and sales and less focus on the developers. And let's be honest, Apple still needs to repair, in many ways, its relationship with a lot of developers, or at least improve its standing with a lot of them. And I think that by having a true developer conference goes a long way to that. That's all I'm going to say on that. That's it for this episode. Share your thoughts with me. I'd love to hear them uh, on Twitter at CompileSwift, or you can go to CompileSwift.com. If this has been helpful, or you just love this content, and you just want to say thank you and help me to keep doing this, you can go to buymeacoffee.com forward slash P-W-C-O-M. Buy me a coffee to say thank you. Drop me a note. I'd really appreciate it. I would get back to you and thank you and start a discussion with you if that's what you want about something. Take care of yourselves, folks. I'll talk to you next time.